Hey everyone, it's Jerry at the Fledge. Welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. We have with us today our friend Alex from Levelify. How you doing, Alex? Hey there, how's it going? Hi guys. Um, it's going really well. So uh, we should start with uh, where you're at. All right, so I am right now, currently I'm in Guatemala. So that's just south of Mexico. And I spend a few months a year, every year down here. It's nice and sunny outside. The food is good. Uh, and we might go and see a volcano later on today. So it's a little bit different to, to what's up in Michigan. And uh, I have to give a shout out to Guatemala because uh, one of my uh, partners in the Fledge Properties, uh, Joy, um, you don't know her, I don't think, but uh, others, she's adopted uh, uh, Jackie, her, her adopted daughter is from Guatemala. So uh, a little bit of tie there and shout out to Jackie and that country. Yep, so you haven't, you haven't fun down there? Yeah, can't complain. It's uh, so it's nice and sunny. I'm in a t-shirt, which is uh, probably a little bit nicer weather than what you guys have got going on. Uh, obviously you can tell from my accent, I wasn't born and raised in Guatemala. So I was originally British and born out there. And then I lived quite a long time out in Asia, out in uh, China and Hong Kong and the Philippines. And now I'm now I'm here, so I'm a little bit close to the U.S., but uh, still not 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 exactly inside. And and uh, do you mind telling people how you and I met, how we came to know each other? <clears throat> yeah, so I was uh, one of the participants of a program which uh, Lansing MEDC put together to help insure tech companies. So that's uh, entrepreneurs who are running little companies trying to help insurance. So insure tech. Uh, so we came and we were we were selected. Uh, my company's called Levelfy, so that's like Level Up and Fitness put together. Levelfy, and we were invited to come to live in Lansing for three months last year. So so I came and lived in Lansing and got to meet Jerry and and, and the team uh, at Leap, and we were there for three months and uh, kind of progressed through their program. And they they helped us. They invested in us a little bit and and uh, introduced us to a few insurers in in Lansing, which is obviously quite a quite a, one of the major industries. And that's kind of how we got to spend a few months there and uh, kind of get a get a feel for the place and uh, and learn about some of your some of the finest assets you guys have got. Yeah, that was a that was a lot of fun getting to know you and the rest of the cohort and uh, understand InsureTech better. For me, you know, Leap has experts in that, um, and then to kind of watch how your app evolved. So, you want to tell us a little bit about your app too? Yeah. So we see if everyone can follow along here. So we use behavioral economics and gamification, right? So what is gamification? Gamification is if you make anything a game, make it more fun, make it more interesting, get people to challenge each other and, and, and compete against each other and have scoreboards and leaderboards and challenges and prizes, people get more excited about things. So we decided to use these kind of ideas, and they're quite well known, sort of the science behind it's quite well known, to sort of encourage and motivate and reward people to be more active. To take more steps, right? Because you've got a step counter on your phone, everyone's got a phone, everyone can count their steps. So we saw this idea of let's make it more fun, make it more interesting to get people to count steps. And not only that, but let's kind of focus on people who aren't traditionally motivated, right? So we're not looking at just those kind of Fitbit people who take 10,000 steps a day, which is awesome. We're saying that, hey, if you're 300 pounds, you're 400 pounds, if you're a drinker, if you're a smoker, I think four fifths of Americans have never been to the gym before. Those kind of people, it really, really helps them. If they take a few more steps, they just get off the couch and walk around the couch a little bit. They can reduce their risk for chronic disease quite significantly. Right? So you lower your risk for cancer, for diabetes, for cardiovascular disease, and for now morbidity for, for uh, COVID-19. So the idea is we can get those, we can make it more fun and interesting as people take more steps, can compete against each other. And we put some prizes, and we actually put some cash prizes in so people can win, win real cash, uh, which is always a, a nice motivator. 
they lower, they lower their risk of getting disease, and they lower their disease. We make our money as a company by sort of getting by making people healthier in the aggregate populations, and that's for insurance, for health insurance and life insurance. So when people don't get diabetes and don't get cardiovascular disease and claim their insurance, the insurers like that because they get to save money, and that's how we make our money. So we've kind of developed this app, this platform of apps and games where you can download for free, you can play the play the app, you can try and win some cash by, by taking steps or learning about insurance or just doing healthier things in your life. And you can when you win money for doing that. So that's what kind of where we're at right now. So I downloaded your app. It's come a long way since I think the first time I saw it and it got has. to play with it. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's not going to show up great because it's just the lighting oh, and yeah. all of that, but... Um, and I don't know which way to end it, but you know, there's graphs and there's charts and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty and all of that. Um, and so I've got an 11 day streak of 5,000 steps or more. Um, I used to walk 18,000 steps before COVID had our events all get shut down because the place was so busy. Um, uh, but I've got the streak. But I don't have anybody that I'm playing against right now. Like I haven't gamified it for myself because I can join groups and try to be on the leaderboard and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So if you go to the community section, you can join a team and then mm -hmm. instantly you can start competing against people and you can get more prizes for competing against people. Yeah. Uh, but the, the streaks is what we, we think is pretty cool. So it's this kind of it's interesting behavioral economics idea of loss aversion. Right, which is part of what uh, Kahneman and Tokarski won a Nobel Prize um, on, or Kahneman did in 2003. And that is, if you have something, you don't really want to give it up, even if it's a virtual thing like a streak. So you start to do things to make sure you don't lose your streak. Right? And so for me, I've got like a 140-day 5K streak. So I kind of joke, I'm militant about keeping that streak. And then sort of in the pre-times before, before COVID, you know, I, kinda, I would literally, I've left the, the Rio pub at about 10.30 at night and kind of walked around the block to hit that 5K streak. So I'm militant, I don't want to lose it. And so that's kind of this behavioral economics ideas you bring in. You kind of make it fun and people don't want you know, to keep their streak up. They feel it's got value to them. And that makes people take more steps. So they can just you know, always hit their 5K. Uh, for me, I find it hard to hit 10K. I'm not, not as active as you were before or, or probably even now after. Um, but I think 5K, like I, I, you know, I try and hit every time. And this is the idea. You want, to make, you want to make an app which is accessible to lots of different people. So it's not just people who are super fit, healthy. Like you've got Nike and Runkeeper and, and all these other kind of companies doing stuff like that. It's how do you help people, sort of you know, normal people, the average person, get a little bit healthier. If you get a little bit healthier, you're going to reduce your risk of those diseases, and that's that's super good for you know, for all of us, right? Yeah. So this, uh, I have an iPhone, and it integrates in with my Apple Health or something, right? Yeah, exactly. So you can use it completely for free. And we did. We made a point when we did, when we were designing this. We want to make this as easy to use for everyone as possible. So it's partly it's demographic. So it can be people in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties use this app and still get some benefit out of it. The other point is to make it completely free. So you could download it, start walking around. You can you know, shake your phone around and, and and get steps in it. But if you do have wearables and you're going to get that next step, next step, you can integrate it with your wearables from Apple Health, or we're working now with Google Fit as well. Uh, you can use it on Android. Uh, we work with Fitbit server side, so you can use wearables if you want, or you can just use it from your phone. So it's completely yeah. up to you how you want to catch your steps and how you want to how you want to measure them. So I've got a uh, wise band that integrates. Man, I cannot figure out where my camera is. That integrates with uh, my Apple Health, so it tracks my steps, then downloads them there, then goes right into your app, right? 
Exactly, exactly. It's all done automatically, all on the back end. And you just yeah. see the steps sort of count up, and that's how you can kind of compete with other people, or you can try and uh, win some prizes. And if you hit like the two and a half thousand or five thousand step goal, you get to win some prizes. So, what kind of prizes can somebody win? So, we give real cash prizes. So this is the nice thing. It's not a sort of fake points or anything else like that. Uh, we give, you know, Amazon gift cards, which is the sort of closest thing you get to, to prizes. Uh, the, the biggest prize we gave away was a few months ago, we gave $500 to someone, uh, to an expectant mother. She was obese and she was just took some more steps. She hit her goals and we have a special algorithm in the background, which kind of works out like you know, everyone has a goal count they need to hit. And so she hit a goal, she spun the wheel and she won a $500 prize. That was pretty cool. And we're actually now looking at the next companies we're working with. So most of this is, is sponsored by companies. Uh, there are a few prizes you can win if you just download it. But obviously, there's you know, if a company sponsors this for their, for their employees, there's a lot more prizes in there, so you have a much better chance of winning. Uh, we're actually working now trying to get a $5,000 prize for charity. So we're going to try and get some different states to compete on, on a challenge. And the, the state which, which sort of wins the most of the people there, they can give a $5,000 prize to, to the charity of their choice. So it's oh, kind of hopefully significant. That's nice. That's really nice. So. Um, over the summer, last summer, I guess it was, I was playing around with an app called uh, Peepo that was a, uh, it was like TikTok, but every time you gave a like, it was a, it was backed with a crypto. And so it was every like you got, you were getting paid for it. So unlike some of the other social media that owns all of your data and sells you, um, you actually made some money. Uh, doing that. And I won a $1,000 uh, gift card from uh, uh, Amazon explaining why, what crypto was to my grandmother at Thanksgiving or something like that. Um, wow. And That's mine good. was a joke and it was funny and all of that stuff. But anyways, uh, you have, so a, yeah. I was going to jump in real quick. So the, the, you put something up it's really interesting, right? There's something called the privacy paradox. And I constantly find this interesting because I constantly have this argument with people. Right. So you say to someone on the street, you just stop, you know, hey, Bob on the street, what do you think about your privacy? What do you think about your data? Is it important? And 99 people out of 100 will be like, yeah, I really care about my privacy. It's really important. I'm really worried about big companies stealing all my data. I want to keep it secure. I really care about it. If two seconds later you say, hey, I've got this really shiny little balloon. Do you want it for all your data? Again, 99 people are like, hey, just take all my data. Here's my birthday. Here's my social security. Here's everything. I give all your data away. Um, and that's what you know. What Facebook and Instagram and every social media and TikTok and all these other these other companies do is they give you something which is of almost zero value um, for your data. And so there's this paradox where people say, "I care about my my data. And I wouldn't give it away for five hundred bucks," but they would give it away actually as soon as you offer them something almost meaningless. Um, <laughs> so there's this this called the privacy paradox, and it, and it kind of you know people get very sort of passionate about it um, until you point it out to them. Do uh, people get that way about your app? So I mean, you're putting my weight in and I'm putting my health in and yeah. it's the same. It's, it's the same kind of thing. So we are getting your data. Uh, that's how kind of how we help to help to monetize. Um, but yeah, we, we take as little data as possible because we actually there's, there's certain regulations within, within healthcare where we start to get really regulated. if We take too much data from you. So we're quite careful. We actually don't want some of your data. Uh, we only want your steps. We, we care about your steps and increasing your steps, right? So our main, our main KPI, is to make sure you do more steps every day. We want to hit your average step count to go higher. Because then we can go back to our clients, who's going to be your employer or be your health insurer, and say, look, this person is now healthier, or this population is now healthier. Um, you know, and that's where we kind of can, can improve our worth and, and, and help them. So we actually try not to, weirdly, we actually try not to take some of the data because we, we don't want to go down the regulation. Uh, it, it's, it's a sort of, you know, it's a whole. 
whole thing. Well, you're also globally operating. So you've got, is it, I'm going to mess up the acronym, GDPR, <laughs> right? GDPR, yeah. GDPR is the good old GDPR, which no one quite knows what it is. <laughs> uh, no one quite understands if they feel they need to put a huge disclaimer on their app and website every time you go there. Uh, it's it's a great idea of sort of you know, bureaucracy at its finest, where we we spoke into you know, hundred million dollar consulting um, companies who try to help us out, and their sort of best advice was you know we think you're okay, uh, do this this and this, and you're probably okay. They're not going to bother with you, uh, which is you know legally you already want something a little bit more stronger than that. Um, but yeah, it's this kind of great known unknown, as it were, to quote Donald Rumsfeld. I think South Park did a couple episodes about people not reading user agreements, right? Yep, I think it didn't, <laughs> it didn't work out so well for uh, for Kyle there. <laughs> um, so I've always been concerned as we we look at technology and what we can do and how great you know it starts to look on paper to you know track somebody's health and really help them navigate through uh, healthcare and the medical system and all of that. And I really, you know, I'm, I'm scared of these uh, kind of predatory algorithms and stuff like that. But like with you, I always admired what you were trying to do because you're really trying to aggregate stuff and saying, you know, you can lower, you, you, you can change the actuary tables for people who live in this city or this zip code. It's not like, exactly. hey, Jerry is high risk, get rid of him, you know. It's, no, uh, our, our main money is to get people to be healthier, right? That's our yeah. main goal. Uh, and it's nice. And it, it's kind of one of the things where you get to align what you do and how you make money with helping people. So we yeah. kind of, you know, we literally make money by saving people's lives. By you not getting cancer, we make money, right? Which is a nice sort of alignment of that sort of impact, impact investing, but it's sort of you know, impact of, of, of a company. Um, don't get me wrong, we're, you know, we're horrible, evil corporate capitalists wanting to make lots of money. It just so happens that we do that by making you healthier and, and making population healthier. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is a great win-win. And it is a lot more fun to even the graphs and competing with myself and keeping that streak going, like you were saying. It's more fun to do that than to just see how bad my ankles hurt tomorrow morning because that's the other option I have for measuring my steps I took today. There we go. We're, we're glad we got somewhere then. It's, uh, <laughs> we feel a low bar, but we're about it. <laughs> it's, uh, I didn't mean to say it like that. No, no, um, it's, it's good. I mean, you're right. The more competition you can do, the better it is, right? The more you, some people like to compete against themselves, some people like to compete against groups, some people like to, some people are competitive, some people prefer to work together. So there's got a different, you know, the more you go into the app and the more things are going unlocked, the more you're going to work to sort of find your personal, your niche. Um, but yeah, we all get money in different ways and it's kind of, it's quite cool to seeing how people, you know, each respond to different, different stimuli. So uh, some of my crowd, they're going to like, uh, thinking about the crypto aspect. So I was kind of talking about that Pepo and talking about that. You have a patent you're trying to get, right? Or that yep. you're in the, I mean, you're far into the process. We're of pretty well away. We've gone through the first review. So yeah, so uh, so here's a plug to, to Jerry, but uh, any MEDC guys there, uh, actually super, it was super cool, was they helped us gonna get get a, a grant to, to go and apply for a patent in, in Michigan. And so we've, we've done that. We did that last year and the patents take quite a long time to get. 
but we've gone through the first review, which is sort of a major thing. And we you are know, always pretty, pretty happy and he's pretty hopeful. And it seems that we, we, we're kind of far down the line of getting a patent, right? Which is, which is as an entrepreneur to have defensibility is really, really useful. So you want to go raise capital, you want to go to a, a VC. First thing they're going to ask you is, what's going to ask you is, you know, why, why can't I do this? Why can't someone else do this? What's the competition? So if you do have these patents kicking in, you can say, look, I've actually got real defensibility because I've got a patent. So our pattern is around these is around these streaks. So we've applied around people getting streaks, and then actually if they lose them, you can do certain things to regain your streak. And so if you like, you, know, you take twenty days of five k or ten k or Jerry's eighteen k steps, uh, and one day you're feeling ill or you've got a commitment, so you can't get can't do stuff. We have some some ideas, some options there where you can you can regain your streak and not lose it. And mm. So we make you do even more steps, uh, but you can, but you can get it back. Because I've you know, I've been out and like not being able to sort of gone out for a dinner, right? And not being able to leave the table, and my I, my streak gets to four thousand eight hundred. I'm like, what the heck? Like, this is this is annoying. I've got like a hundred day streak I'm about to lose. <laughs> so we have this ability where you don't have to like weirdly get off from the table at dinner and you know run around back and forth up a restaurant. You can uh, you can still get your five k or you can keep the streak going the next day. Uh, yeah. So the bat. Long story short. Uh, so when, when you're tapping into somebody's competition like that. Once I lose my streak, I'm going to throw my phone in the river, aren't I? Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's part of where it came from, right? So a lot of the a lot of these things came from my own personal frustration, right? Five <laughs> k. You know, I make this app for a living, and I still am like a militant hitting that five k. I could go to the database and change it all and give myself five k steps, but I want to hit that five k and see my see my streak. Uh, and it happened once or twice. You know, I, I couldn't get out of something. I I, didn't, I was like four thousand nine hundred and twenty or something. Like, you know, something really really close. Uh, and it was frustrating as heck. And I was like, yeah, kind of get it. I want to throw my, throw my phone in the river. So I thought, how about we turn this into positive? And so, you know, you have to go and do it, go and do seven and a half thousand steps. You get your 5k step back the next day. Um, so, this is really a soft lob to me, man. But this sounds like what Trump's trying to do at the end of this election here. You know, I'm close. So stop voting. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not going to go there. We'll leave that there. Well, uh, I have to say, we're, we're, we're enjoying this uh, season finale of the America show. <laughs> us us uh, sort of internationals are, are watching with uh, you know, bated breath. Your, your writers have done a good job of this one. So we're, we're, we're on an edge here. We're watching everything. It's like a, the, when you say it that way, it's like a, a nightmare. Uh, what's that movie or that show, Black Mirror or something? Black Mirror, where yeah. America is just a huge TV show and entertainment for the rest of the world. It, it's certainly keeping <laughs> us uh, glued and watching and refreshing every five seconds. So uh, it's been my last few days at least. So are there, uh, are you guys got odds on who's going to win or anything <laughs> like that? Any drinking games that you play? <laughs> I, I I'm actually treating myself this weekend. There's the old city. Uh, it's a place called Antigua, about two hours from from the main city here. It's this beautiful old city. It's the old sort of sugar capital of Central America. It's all cobblestone streets and two story high buildings. Uh, my favorite bar in the world, after of course Stober's in Lansing, is there. <laughs> so I'm gonna go down there and have a drink or two and see some friends. I haven't been back for for, for eight months, so I'm gonna have a have a nice weekend. Uh, so there may be some uh, a beer or two in hope or commiseration, depending on what happens with the uh, with the election there. Yeah. And are are you currently stuck in Guatemala? Like, can you uh, travel anywhere? So I was actually a bit of a COVID refugee. So I I was trying to live in Guatemala, and I went back to the UK. So where I was, was born and bred in London, right? And I went back for a week for a conference at the end of February. Obviously, things changed pretty quickly in the, the travel bans and everything else. So I spent uh, three, four months in, in London, uh, sort of made my old you know, home, seeing my family and friends and stuff. And then I went three, four months in Barcelona, where my co-founder is. So she, she's there. 
And so I finally only actually got back to Guatemala, my kind of home, uh, a week or two ago. So I'm actually kind of on the on the other way around and finally back here as opposed to as opposed to uh, traveling. Yeah. So uh, to the name of the show, every damn day, is there something that you do every damn day that pushes your needle forward, your mission forward, um, either for yourself or your company? So as I mean, no surprise to anyone's last listen last 19 minutes and 53 seconds, <laughs> it's the 5K steps. And I kind of joke about it, but it's, it's true, right? So I was, one of the reasons I actually started this company was I was, I was hitting my mid-30s. I wasn't being particularly active. I wasn't being particularly healthy. Um, and I personally doubled my steps, right? I was doing about 2,500 steps, steps a day beforehand, and now I sort of hit that 5K. So every day I want to hit that 5K, and I'll walk up and down around the sofa. Uh, you know, I'll leave the, leave the bar, whatever it may be. I'll hit that 5K, and I'm pretty militant about that. And that's the sort of I think it's a bit. Of, I know it's a bit of a plug, but it's uh, it's true. And, and I and I do it, and I'm happy that I do it. And it's it's making me a little bit healthier. Um, I'm not quite sort of you know Chuck Norris just yet, but it does make me a little bit healthier. And and that's that's the whole point of what we're trying to do. And it works for me, which is nice. All right. Um, so yesterday on the show, I had uh, a kid that's uh, out in Los Angeles. He's learning how to be a, a sound engineer a little bit better. He dropped out of school this year, his senior year at MSU, to go out and learn how to be a better dub stepper. Um, so he's an EDM guy. And his question, you know, I told him about you because we always do this. We pass a question along to the next show. I told him about you kind of not necessarily having just, you know, a home and then you go on vacation. You kind of bounce around a little bit. And I've always kind of, you know, every entrepreneur, that's their dream to travel the world, I think. Indeed, um, indeed. So his question for you was, what's like the best or coolest show you've ever seen or you know, some equivalent to that. This is this is a hard one. So I'm gonna start moving into like favorite countries and favorite places to go out and party, at least at least in my youth. Um I think so some of the coolest ones I did, I think in ninety seven, I was like fourteen, fifteen, I got to see the Fuji's live, which for people of a certain era, that was that was a big thing. That was actually happened to me in London. Uh, and I actually used to be a big raver. You may not recognize this, may not look like it now, but uh, back in the day, I, I loved all the EDM and the rave stuff. And you gave me a pair of glow sticks, and I'd be out till 6 a.m. Uh, partying around the world, um, hitting up some of the, you know, the happy hardcore drum and bass scene was, was, was very different back then. And I'm now a little bit too old for that stuff. Um, in fact, I'll tell you a quick story. I was, I, I, um, four or five years ago, I went out with all my kind of old rave friends. There was a, there was a rave going on in, in, in London. And we, so my old rave friend said, hey, let's go to this, look at the lineup, it's amazing. It's all the DJs we used to love to, like love when we were, when we were kids. So we all kind of went, it was like a day rave on a Sunday, for first of all. And we kind of went there, and we were dancing, we sort of saw, you know, old friends we hadn't seen for years and seen, and seen the, you know, this amazing DJ lineup. And it was really cool, we were dancing, but after about half an hour, we kind of need to like sit down and take a break and go get a cup of tea, then come back. <laughs> so it was a bit depressing in that sense of like, you know, you've got to realize you're a bit old for it when you have to sort of you know, sit down after half an hour as opposed to, you know, partying and jumping up like a maniac till six in the morning. Uh, but I think in terms of in terms of going out, in terms of partying around the world, um, kind of you know, it's also it lies into a little bit of, sort of my favorite place to go out, or you know, it used to be when I was more of a party person. Um, big fan of places like uh, Bangkok, uh, Hong Kong, out in Asia, and Manila. Some of my favorite places. One of my favorite places in the world, uh, randomly, is Almaty in Kazakhstan, which probably doesn't get um, flagged too many times. And you know, <laughs> the, the Borat movies come out, which is kind of reignited the Kazakh stuff. <laughs> Uh, so don't get into the politics of that, but it's it's one of my favorite places in the world um, to to hang out. I've got some great friends there, and it's, and it's a cool place to go out and have a few drinks. So that's one that's one I like as well. 
All right. Um, so do you think your steps would be just through the roof if you had oh, your app during your rave days? Yeah, oh, I'd love it. If I go back to being 18 and, and give me a pair of glow sticks and uh, you know, eight hours of jumping up and down like a, like a sort of Duracell bunny. Uh, 40,000 steps or something. Yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd win a bunch of golden tickets is, is, you know, <laughs> currency in app, so it would be good. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow I've got another young entrepreneur on the show. Um, his name is Miles, and he's got a uh, fashion brand that he started called Styles by Miles. And he like is like trying it. to open a few retail. He really wants to control the aesthetic and the retail and all of this. What what type of question would you like me to pass on to him? So it's more a kind of ephemeral question or sort of, sort of quasi sort of philosophical here. It's like the, the ideas of fast fashion, fast fashion. So is fast fashion around? Is it going to stay? Is it going to change? Is sort of the sort of ethics of fast fashion and sort of the, the issues of supply chain management or sorry, supply chain. Uh, is it going to impact stuff or does he think people are going to keep on, you know, give lip service to it, uh, but keep on buying fast fashion regardless? Or does he think there's going to be actually be a change to, to, to fashion and people are going to wear stuff more than once is, you know, secondhand things can come in can be a bit more important and people look at more sort of long-term sustainability as opposed to sort of wear a t-shirt once, throw it away, move on. Um, and it's, I think there's the, there's the idea of, of what people want to do. Again, it's this back to sort of privacy paradox idea. It's what people want to do, what they say they're going to do, what they actually do. And that might be quite different, but he's going to be the expert on that. Yeah. So, but seems like you have a, some thoughts on that. I mean, that's a pretty elaborate question. What, <laughs> what are your thoughts? What do you think is going to happen? Cause I always turn this question on the person that asks it. Too. This is. I was hoping to leave it with him. It's it's a tough question. He let him make the, make the make the tough answers. I I think we uh, call me a bit of a pessimist, um, a bit of a misanthrope here. But like I I think we we always like to say we're going to do these really good things. We always say we're going to recycle. Um, how many people actually do and what they do is different. Uh, obviously, it's it's known. There's this issue is is known. And I think unless you kind of have real reason to change, things might not happen. Now, given COVID nineteen. Like I don't know how much fashion changed during during COVID nineteen. Are people wearing more clothes? Are probably buying less clothes. I'm guessing that's the case. Um, I think things, you know, society changes and, and stuff like that might might kick in. But uh, I'm I'm not less hopeful. There's going to be a major shift, but hopefully there'll be a minor shift. And, and you know, as, as we like, you know, what I do for my daily living, right? Nudge is always good. The more you can nudge people, and you know, maybe things like tax policy and stuff. But nudging people is good. To be a little bit healthier and, and you know, help the world, or, you know, help climate change, whatever it may be, that's that's the way you do it. Yeah, I love the question. I'm gonna love talking to him about it because you know, honestly, he um, he, his view. I already know what he wants to do, but exactly like what you're saying, those intentions can get really derailed when you figure out, well, that shirt's going to cost $55 now. And that means I got to sell it to 300, but I wanted to sell it in this community that can only afford 20. Yep. Trying and to do like, you know, I mean, I, my, my previous life, right. I was, I was studying hardware. We, we were, I was the first people to make uh, our company was, we made soda power Bluetooth speakers in like 2008. Uh, we did that. We made the world's smallest phone charger. We so we actually made a hardware out in China, and trying to work out retail margins—they're brutal. Retail is a brutal industry. I commend anyone who can make some money there because it's a tough, tough one. Uh, you can make a lot of money, but it's it's hard. And you know you've got to make something. You've got to make the product at four or five times um, less the cost, right? So if you're selling a T-shirt for ten bucks, at least in electronics, we get to make the product for two bucks. So two and a half, two dollars fifty, right? So trying to work out how you make that and kick all those margins in to, to so everyone's happy, you can sell stuff. It, it's hard. 
uh, and trying to you know, sort of fight over 10 cents. I kind of joke that you know, I, I kind of cut my teeth, uh, you know, negotiating for days on end in the middle of China, uh, some, you know, and pronounce at the end of the end of the line in a, in a second-rate Chinese city, um, you know, over screw prices and sticker prices and stuff like that. Cause you've got to just drive those margins down, and it's kind of name the game, and it's an interesting like education, but but to do it is is tough, and it, and it's a hard one, and it and it, it grinds on you. So, uh, good luck to anyone who's doing it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're stronger than I am. So uh, let me just do a little bit of business for the Fledges channel here. Um, everyone, remember to please uh, subscribe to the Fledge YouTube channel. Please uh, remember that every damn day airs every damn day at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, we Tomorrow morning, we've got 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. And then coming up on every Tuesday at 3, we have uh, 10,000 Fledges, which is our journey to build and put 10,000 fledges around the world. Um, so is there, well, first of all, shout out to Leap for uh, bringing you to yep. Lansing and yep. giving me the honor to get to know you. I really enjoyed working with you. Uh, you gave me way too much credit for any patent. I don't deserve any shout out. That's all you. Um, that's There's just a small ahead. grant that I helped you get. Um, but I, I love crypto. I love that there's a little bit of a tie into that. Um, and a lot of my crowd would like that as well. So um, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for taking the time out. Is there any, or taking the time to uh, do it. Is there anything that you want to go out with? And definitely uh, promote something. Tell us some website or something. If we can promote it, everyone's welcome to download. It's LevelFi. It's L-V-L-F-I. You can search in the, in, the, in the app store if you want to download and have a play. Uh, definitely talk to your corporate HR if you if you if you have the ability to, to to tell them because they can put all the money in so you can get more money from your from your boss which is always nice. Uh, and otherwise, we as we like to say, uh, there's a level five, live active and then level up. I love it. It's perfect words to go out with. And you just reminded me, Joy's uh, an HR manager at Consumers Energy, so that's the woman I was there talking about with the Guatemalan uh, daughter. Let's make so, another collection there. Let's do it. So thank you very much. Nice talking to you. And awesome. hopefully I'll see you soon. Good. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. It's been